Hello, hello, video game fans. Welcome to a special episode of the Hedgehog Zone. Today, we are going to be talking about Sonic and Mario. As we actually mentioned a couple episodes back, that we would try to get another podcast that is more of a Mario fan. And we actually found that Mario podcast with the House of Mario. And so I'd like to first introduce our special guest tonight, who is going to be representing Mario, Team Mario. It's Drew from the House of Mario podcast. How are you doing, Drew? Welcome to Hedgehog Zone. Yeah, no, thank you very much for having me, guys. And really excited when you reached out to me. I'm like, wow, that sounds like a really fun idea. And um, and, and as I mentioned before, kind of daunting coming onto a Sonic podcast. I've been like, all right. Here's Mario. Here's why I like uh, that franchise better. And here we go. I might get roasted on Twitter afterwards, but you know, I think it'd be worth it. I think it'd be a bit of fun. And I think uh, sort of the crossover these days between Mario and Sonic and all that, you know, it's it's pretty close together. I think uh, a lot of uh, Nintendo fans enjoy Sonic games on Nintendo hardware for generations at this point. So it's it's all in a it's a bit of fun. If if this was back in the nineties. Uh, Oh my God, I think I would uh, barricade myself in my house. <laughs> but uh, well, I think we'll go out or we'll go all right in uh, 2021. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the 90s fans were probably real aggressive. I've seen some of the documentaries uh, that have been shown from <laughs> back in the day. And yeah, yeah, it, it, it would be something else. And, and I've said it here on the podcast before. I, I was a Mario fan uh, at the beginning, uh, but Sonic always uh, caught more of my attention and whatnot. But you know what we're still all fond here of just any video game so it's all it's all in friendly debate of course to uh, put mm. these two characters uh head to head um right. yeah th- friendly th- debate <laughs> uh, and today uh, from our hedgehog zone team side uh, we actually have two team members Shalise in Houston uh, let's go uh, first with you Shalise how are you doing i'm doing great ready to uh, go in defend my boy son hopefully but we all gonna be all friend, friendly up in here. We ain't gonna be all just no jumping on each other's heads and stuff like that. It's all gonna be fun and gay. So please don't roast us, you guys. But hey, hey, Drew, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Yeah, yeah. For everyone on Twitter, yeah, let's let's all keep it uh, friendly, and whatnot. And and of course, Drew, if uh, if you want us also on your show, then hey, you guys can uh, also have us on, on your show. We can also uh, redo this, and you guys could put your own topics as well. And well. We'll speak on on anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So next, uh, let's go with you, Houston. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Luis. Hi, Drew. Welcome to the Hedgehog Zone. Yeah, that's nah, very nice in this zone. It's, uh, the the grass is just pristine in the in the Hedgehog Zone. It's just mowed to perfection. <laughs> Obviously, so you can run and you don't trip over anything. I think that's the the idea of it. Is it? Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but you know, this I, I'm really looking forward to this episode, and you know. Um, Again, all friendly. There might be uh, some really vivid discussion, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm I'm really excited and kind of have a have a secret that I'll probably reveal in this episode too about my Mario connections. So we'll uh, we'll have some cool. fun here today. I'm excited. So all right, oh. I'm ready. Let's go. Nice, nice. Well, since you mentioned that, I won't have you start with that. Don't worry, but. Oh. Let, let's make sure that we put that at the end of the show too so where we hear your story and, and what you have to say i'm actually really curious to hear what you will be saying too so uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah let, let's, let's save that for for the end so make, make a note somewhere that 
you'll be mentioning that so so you don't forget. Uh, but before we get started, uh, just as a reminder to everyone, uh, if you're not following us on social media yet, then please give us a follow. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Hedgehog Zone. Um, as you all know, we also do live shows typically now on Sunday mornings. You know, something about a Sun AM uh, of, of some sort that we've started to do here. And so, if you are following us, you know, you'll find out when the next live show will be. So please give that follow so you can find out when that will be. And so you can also leave your comments during the live show. Or if you want to look at previous shows we've done, you can actually mm -hmm. check them out there. Those are social media only shows. Those never make it to the podcast. And so it's exclusive content that you can only find there on our social media pages. Uh, also, if you are on Facebook and you'd like to join our Facebook group, you can find it if you search for Sonic the Hedgehog Zone fans. Please check it out. Feel free to join. and You'll be able to find out uh, what the latest news are in the Sonic world. And also when we post new podcasts or when we're about to do uh, upcoming live shows as well. So thank you, everyone who has taken the time to join those and to follow us on social media as well. So let's get started. Uh, we assembled here a list of a couple of different topics that we'll be talking about today. But first, our first topic is one that I don't know about you guys. I think it, it could have been controversial to some people, especially after what happened in the 90s, as we mentioned earlier, with the rivalry between Mario and Sonic and Nintendo, Sega, the console wars, as we all know. Uh, we know Sega's last console was the Dreamcast. That didn't turn out as well, sadly, for them. And so that went down. And then before you knew it, we had a Sonic title on a Nintendo console. And so... Let's first get started with you, Drew. Can you tell us about what your feelings were to see Nintendo have a game of essentially, right, one of Mario's biggest rivals, but now on your consoles? What what, what were your feelings on that? Well, it's a bit, it's a little bit different for me because I'm I was born in 1994 and I didn't get into video games till I was about 10. So roughly around that point is when I was getting into video games. So I didn't have the history of. Uh, having a Super Nintendo and having friends with like a Genesis or a Mega Drive or anything like that. So I didn't really have the history of like really like fist pumping against the Sega fans or anything. But um, it, it, it was like a sort of a, a weird experience sort of seeing it come to GameCube and PlayStation 2 and all that. And just seeing, uh, I guess, uh, such an iconic character sort of go everywhere. It was sort of jarring at the time, but I uh, got used to it pretty quickly. And uh, Sonic was always one of those characters that, that always fit fairly well into the games I enjoyed just for um, just like bright, colorful worlds, just, you know, fun characters, uh, platformers, which I really um, obviously enjoy. And uh, yeah, so I, did, I didn't really have any sort of surprise or hatred or anything like that. I think uh, it's one of those things where I sort of um, uh, got used to as, uh, as the years went on and you know, and today it's, it's, uh, you know, how long has it been? Has it been 20 years since, uh, since, uh, Genesis Dreamcast? It's been about that. Something like that anyway. Dreamcast was 98, 99. So it's been yeah. actually a bit longer, over, almost 22, 23 years. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, didn't really feel anything too, too strangely about it, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. T 20 something years. That's, crazy yeah i mean it's, it's gonna age us but <laughs> it, it's crazy to think it's been 20 years since uh dreamcast uh, was out um 
Well, with that, let, let's let's go with you, Houston. What, what were your thoughts on seeing our character Sonic making it now to Mario's platform and essentially Sega saying bye to doing any more consoles at that point? So fun story, right? As a kid, I my first system that I got that was mine was a Sega Genesis. And I my first game on the Sega Genesis was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And really, really liked it. We had a Super Nintendo too, but it wasn't, I, I was more partial to the Genesis because I got it for my birthday, super excited about it. It was just awesome, right? And, you know, I knew about Mario. My dad loved Mario. Like it, it, there, there was that whole aspect, but I was, a, I became a Sonic fan real quick. And then 1996 happened. When the Nintendo 64 launched and the very first game on Nintendo 64 was Mario 64. And I love Mario 64. Wow. 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 I'm sorry, my hedgehog folks, but I I do love Mario 64 so much. And it still stands with me today. Um, And, you know, there was that war. There was this war that was happening. The war of the consoles where Sega was putting things out. Um, uh, Nintendo was putting things out, PlayStation, right? So these things were happening. But then Sega, and I never had a Dreamcast. And, you know, for all of our listeners who've listened in the past, you know how I feel about this. But never had the Dreamcast. So never got to have Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure 2 on Dreamcast. I would always be forced to play it when I went into Target and played the demo. (laughs) That was for the public. So, you know... But because I loved the Nintendo 64, I got the GameCube. And the GameCube, when they released Sonic on there, I was ecstatic because I knew there weren't going to be any more Sega systems, which I I do love Sega. Loved their systems. I still, if you look over here, I have my Sega Genesis and my Nintendo 64 that I have been using my entire lives right there, and I still use both of them. So I am, I I like both of them, but because of what happened with Sega, and Sega just went into branded IP that they then could license out, it actually made a lot of sense to me. Because now, you know, Nintendo has has really grown and you know i'm gonna just say it i love the switch i love nintendo switch and i want to see more sonic on the nintendo systems i'd love it on playstation 2 hi playstation 5 but i really think that there are um some great things that go with it and i know a lot of people are indifferent or they have their feelings one way or another what they really feel I love it. So if, it, if I had to say, I, I actually think that it's great it, because it allows us to at least get good, great content out. So kind of my thoughts behind that. Yeah, well, yeah. an interesting story there. Um, how about you, Shalise? What, what are your feelings towards this? Well, I mean, I thought it was a good move for them to do because, like, after the Dreamcast pretty much fell off, they're like, okay, we made a mistake. Dreamcast wasn't up to subpar for the world. So we just going to put on the back burner, but we're going to go talk to these other companies so we can put our games out still. And that's what that's what Sega did. They put that, they're putting their games out on 
other systems like Nintendo on Xbox and stuff like that, which I think was a very good move. But they knew that they had to stick with their, I, I mean, going with their rival competition, Nintendo. It was a good move, but I'm like, I don't understand how they truly felt about going going with it at first. I'm like, I'm like, they're like, do we need to come I in? Mean, it's such a rivalry between Sega and Nintendo. Are we really going to just drop our rivalry and join forces? Which they said, yeah, we're going to do it. And we got we got great con- game content sitting on the back burner because we don't have a system to play it on. So we got to go somewhere, you guys. And they chose their own rivals. And so far throughout time of them developing their games on with Nintendo, in my in my eyes, they've done a great job. In my eyes, they've done a great job with their games. I'm not gonna say that they did a bad job. And so yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna piggyback on that for a moment. Ivo Gerskovich, who's the brand manager for Sonic at Sega, has done an incredible job since she since he's come on board. And I really think that he has been a true powerhouse behind helping to keep that moving forward for the Sonic brand. And I, I just think that the, it was a smart move. Like you said, Shalice, I, I, I really think that there's a lot of benefit behind that. What about you, Luis? So if, if you guys uh, haven't seen the documentary console wars, highly recommend that you definitely check it out. Really interesting whatnot, but at one point, and this is a story that I, some of you may already know, but if, for those of you who don't, uh, Sega could have actually uh, uh, kind of done a deal with Sony and they could have been a part of the PlayStation. And just think of how much that could have changed things, right? We probably may, maybe we would probably still see maybe a Sonic game on a Nintendo console, but who knows? It could have just been exclusively to just PlayStation and it could have been one of those things that uh, you have to get a PS of any sort, right, to, to play a Sonic game. Um, but interesting how much that could have changed trajectories and we know the playstation how successful it's been and biggest regret probably of their lives to not have actually uh contributed to them but in this particular situation i think with me i i actually have mixed feelings about this because i've said it before that uh growing up you know i i owned nintendo consoles they they were just more popular they were more widely available if you guys watch that uh, documentary, Console Wars, you'll, you'll see that like it was easier, of course, to buy a Nintendo console because uh, Genesis weren't really sold uh, many retailers. And so I was kind of forced on that route. And that's why I kind of said that before. And I would occasionally play Sega Genesis at friends' houses and all that. And, you know, I was always uh, intrigued by the Sonic games and all the classic ones that came out. But it wasn't until I got my GameCube that I actually was able to play another Sonic game since I never owned, uh, again, a a Sega console of any sort. And so it was thanks to that merger, right, or Sonic joining the Nintendo world that, like, they actually helped me reignite that Sonic fandom that I didn't know I had inside of me and and just uh, really had me become a Sonic fan. And so on that side of it, you know, I got to thank them. Otherwise, I, I we wouldn't be recording this podcast right now. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't be as big with any uh, video game character. And that would have been that. I don't think I would have ever gotten really into it, honestly. Uh, even though you can now play it on Xbox, which is my, my go-to console. Um, and then on the flip side, I feel like it was really sad to see the Dreamcast just fall apart like that. I mean, Sega and Nintendo had this ongoing rivalry and... 
and it, it seemed like it was just going to keep going. Nobody expected Microsoft or Sony to like pull this like console out and to be, you know, going on to this day. And, and so uh, on that side of things, I felt like as, as true, I think Sega fans in the nineties, it, it must've been like just a big heartbreak that people were having all these like discussions. Oh no, Sega's better than Nintendo and all that. And then Sega drops and Sonic now joins the, I guess the rival console and, and then that happens. And so I, I understand a lot of fans from the nineties and, and how they must've felt to see Sonic jump to Mario's console. And now Sega essentially throwing the towel out of not, maybe not ever even uh, producing a console ever again after that move happened, which I hope I'm wrong. I hope they do happen to have something uh, planned in the future or that they do actually uh, release a console. But uh, just seeing that I think must have been really uh, heartbreaking to to a lot of fans to to see that and to not see it the other way around, right? Where you would see Mario jump on a Sega console, which was probably <laughs> highly unlikely, right? Since Nintendo's history is proven and they were there first. And so, I mean, it, it was kind of hard for it to be happening that way. But yeah, it was just a really uh, a situation that that I think if you could go back and hope that Dreamcast is a good console, then that I think we don't see Sonic make the jump to Nintendo consoles if, if the Dreamcast doesn't fail and if it would have actually been a success. But it is what it is, and, and that's that's how things turned out. It would have been interesting if the Dreamcast did stick around, though, because it was like a really um, sort of future-looking console just with like its online connectivity. And what it was doing with the controller was like a, a neat little thing that hadn't been done before. And if it stuck around and like... Going up against the PS2 would have been a gigantic task. Whether it could have survived that, who knows? But um, just it, they were sort of doing what uh, Microsoft were doing, and uh, you know, Microsoft took a lot of what they were doing uh, sort of from the Dreamcast, and they did partner with Sega on a lot of sports games and stuff. So yeah, it would have been interesting to see what happens. But just with the fact that you got into Sonic through uh, playing uh, Sega's games on Nintendo platforms, that's an interesting little Trojan horse. How that sort of worked worked out? Like you weren't you weren't a fan from like the early days when it's like, oh, you know, buddy Mario, I'll, I'll punch him, I'll get him off, <laughs> get him off the sales charts or whatever. But um, yeah, you you got into Sonic when uh, you know, you're on the big old Nintendo's platform. Yeah, yeah, not not a story that many fans can can say. Yeah. Uh, we do have another team member here, Pedro, who actually also uh got into the, the adventure series games also through a Nintendo console. And so, yeah. so some some fans, and I feel like I, I do believe that the fan base grew a lot more now that more games were available, you know, all throughout Nintendo consoles. We, we know the Game Boy Advance also had their own Sonic Advance titles. And so mm. I guess you could say that the fan base grew and, and is still alive thanks to Nintendo, actually. I mean, as much yeah. as it might hurt some to say that, <laughs> Um, that 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 is that is one thing there um, that we won't be able to to change. And just to piggyback on that, when Game Boy Advance was out and they came out with Sonic Advance, what a great great game series that was for that system. I I remember my my brother actually um, when we my nieces who were not much younger. They were they were a little bit younger than I was, so we all kind of grew up together in some ways. But we all had gotten advances for Christmas one year, and we got you know the Mario games, the Sonic games, and it was just magical. So I 
I mean, I, you know, it was about that time where they were, you know, starting to put out, you know, more Sonic stuff on Nintendo and whatnot. And it was great. So I have to say it really, like you said, Luis, it really, I think helped the brand a lot and helped make it more accessible to a lot more people. So my two cents on that. Yeah. So that, good things came out of that move, even if some people don't like that. Is there like a, in the, like, it's like the hardcore Sonic community, is there like a, a decent amount of people that are like still upset about the, uh, like the downfall of the Dreamcast and Sonic and other Sega uh, franchises coming to PlayStation, Nintendo and Xbox? Or is, you know, or is that pretty much long gone in the, in the wind? So I would say that in any, um, in any group, most of it has gone into the wind, right? Like there's not, it's not mainstream for anyone to be upset about it. Um, I think that there are probably those few pockets, some that may feel the sting, but here's, here's the rub, right? Um, I think the majority of the fandom have moved on from that. Would yeah. you, would you agree with that? Shalice and Luis? I, I think that we've, the great majority have moved on because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what system it's on. What matters is it's on there. And that's kind of the, that, that's kind of the, the piece that I think a lot of people forget is that, you know, we're, we live in an age where, you know, Sega had to transform. They had to be nimble financially and business-wise. Otherwise, Sega may not be here today. We may not have these brands. We may not have our beloved hedgehog today. So I think it's important for fans to realize that. And, you know, good on Sega for recognizing that and pivoting the way that they did to ensure that, you know, they were able to survive as a business. Yeah. I like, I would hope people would be over it by now. It's been it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been over. It's been over two decades, friends. So if you are out there and you are listening to this, it's been two decades. It's okay. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's got to be a long grudge if some people are still holding on to that. Oh, yeah. In the words of Elsa, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I had to say it. I was thinking the exact same thing. But I was like, <laughs> the guy who exactly. comes on and things frozen. <laughs> Our next topic uh, that we'll jump on, uh, very first series of games, I guess you can now call them, right? Because they're series now uh, that actually featured not just Sonic and Mario in the same game, uh, if we put Super Smash Brothers aside, of course, but all these other characters that we know from the, both of the games. And, and uh, I think a, a good idea of some sort, right, to put them in this Olympic game uh, series where you know, it kind of makes sense, right? Olympics have people from different countries. Uh, video game Olympics should have characters from different video games, right? But in this case, mm-hmm. just Sonic and Mario. Uh, what do you think, Drew, of uh, this series and, and when you found out about it? Like, do you think, are they good? Do you think they're not so good? Or what are your thoughts on on these games? Yeah, well, I think it was one thing uh, when Sonic came to Nintendo platforms. It was like, oh, wow, that's, that's something different. But it was a it was another thing entirely where they actually collaborated and had both characters in the same game, and I just remember sort of the just the uh, sort of boom it made on the internet and sort of in gaming communities when it first came out, just having Sonic and Mario sort of competing together, and this is the way you can finally settle your grudges from the nineties. Like, all right, I'm gonna you know race uh, race Sonic with Mario, and of course, like how how is Mario gonna beat Sonic? 
uh, at a running race. It's like, that's ridiculous. But, you know, if you can waggle that Wiimote in the correct way, you know, you might just pull it off. Mario's are brown shoes are just excellent running shoes. So, oh. you know, you, you never oh. know. <laughs> I'm joking there. I'm joking. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like I um I didn't play a whole lot. I played like the the first one, and it was fun, especially at the time on the Wii, where Wii Sports and all of that was the craze, and motion controls weren't you know looked at as they are today as just like a big gimmick. Um, but yeah, I think they were fun, and I think uh, as they've gone on, like the the latest one on Switch is actually pretty robust in the story mode and all that. So they continue to sort of keep going. So they obviously there's obviously a big audience there but yeah i haven't really kept up with the series that much um it's sort of become one of those things where you just sort of expect it to be coming out every two years i think they do the the olympics and the winter olympics so it sort of goes between them but yeah i haven't kept up with a whole lot um but yeah interested to hear what you guys think if you guys have dived into it sort of settle your grudges every couple of years or anything like that (laughs) so when sonic and mario at the olympic games first came out i remember thinking to myself whoa what <laughs> what's happening wait what mind blown right and when that happened i was i was super excited because it really provided an opportunity for me to see two franchises that i had really um enjoyed in their different ways come together and really, it was the grudge match, right? It was like Godzilla versus Kong. It was like that level of, which, by the way, don't even get me started on that. But um, I think that that's, that's a, I, I really was looking forward to that. And I think the concept's great. There have been some execution issues, I think, that have happened as those games have come out. And I think many people could probably agree that there are some execution issues with the Olympic Games uh, uh, video game series that I think should, I like the concept. I just think that there was more that could be done to address those. So, you know, my thoughts behind that, but I do see that we have somebody who joined us though. Look who it is. Oh, hi, Axe. He decided to join on if he won't even mention. He's a very quiet boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Axe Ax is, is very quiet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's really shy. He doesn't really talk much. He'll say one word answers. <laughs> uh, while we wait to see if he actually uh, joins in, let's go with you, Shalise. What are your thoughts on, the, on these uh, Olympic games? It's good for a family game. When they dropped, I was like, okay, so this might be family fun. But me and my family members actually did a skit based off of a locker room chat between Sonic and his team and Mario and his team. We like, Sonic is in the Sonic locker room. Like, like, okay, y'all, we know we gifted. We can run faster than these guys. So let's just play fair and dial ourselves back to people. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. Because I'm like, so like, you got to think of the, the logic behind it. Sonic's faster than the speed of sound. Mario, uh, I'm not so sure about that <laughs> He's not, I guess. But, like, and then the time we played it together, my family was yelling at the screen and stuff. How is that possible? How is that possible? Hey, you just beat me. Mario, Mario started fighting aside. Mario started. Like, like, y'all, just play the game. It's all about family fun. 
And that's what it was, that's what the game was for us. It was family fun. We get heated a little bit, but it was like it was fun for us. It was fun for us as a family to play together. Playing it solo didn't find it very entertaining. So all in all, all around, I would say I'm kind of mm, in the middle. It's good for family, but for solo, nah, not so much. It's kind of yeah. boring solo. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what it's designed for, I guess, too. It, it is uh, meant to be for multiplayer fun rather than uh, just sitting there wagging your Wiimote to sort of try and run and stuff. It's a good game to play when you have Mario friends and Sonic friends together and you want to just, you know, go against each other. It, I think it brings people... So you just don't play it then. Right? Hi, Ax. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Surprise. <laughs> uh you guys were trying to get me to talk earlier when there was like noise around. I told you there were people cleaning around here. You all you would have heard was. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and would have been the sound effects. Yeah, I couldn't help it anymore. They just hearing Shalise talk about all the, that, you know, because I've I've only bought one uh, of the Olympic Games. It was the first Winter Games, and I wanted to buy one or two others just because of certain. Um, like stages they included re- remaking some of the stages from the actual games. The concept I did think was cool for the first two, but I didn't really see why they were going to like keep remaking it over and over unless they would mm-hmm. drastically change it. And they didn't. And I was like, well, can they like have a Mario and Sonic something else? Maybe like, I do like the crossover. I just, I don't know why Olympics all the time. And yeah. or if you're going to, if you're going to do Olympics all the time, do a smash brothers and add other series to it, you know? Yeah, that would it just be cool, make, must it? must make money, I guess. It must sell a lot. I don't know uh, what the sales it are. But, yeah, but like they could add. They could by now. They should have Sonic, Mario, Spyro. Like they should have like mm-hmm. other like characters in there with that. You know, because especially with the thing she was talking about with Sonic, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. You know, because uh, here's what they should have done: is they should have made like this extravagant version of the track race part. And what, what they should have done is they should have gave all the other characters speed shoes so that they could all run at super speed like Sonic. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then it's like, let's see who can cross the finish line at super speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I makes think that, a lot of sense. That would have been more exciting, too. If you're going to have an Olympics with all these characters with powers and stuff, why are they doing like regular Olympics? Like they should, it should be some extravagant stuff here. And they already added like, like hoverboard stuff or whatever somewhere in there. So I don't see why not. Yeah. I think in the, in the later ones, they do have like, I don't know what they call them, but they, I don't know if they're called dream events or whatever, where they are just like ridiculous sort of scenarios rather yeah. than just like a normal, normal race. And I think they're actually a fair bit of fun. Like, like I said, I haven't played it in years, but they, what I've been looking at on Twitch streams and stuff, it actually looks, looks like a fair bit of fun. That and I think that's what gets people to buy the newer games or the dream events. So it's like by yeah. now you should they should be focusing on that. Yeah, no, I I, I agree too because uh, you know we, we we did mention it before here as well that it's it's just so ridiculous to like imagine Mario beat Sonic and whatever racing and does you know maybe if you're in a car that might be different. Then maybe Mario has a a little <laughs> lead over that right since he has a little more experience with the carts and whatnot, but. When it comes to running, and especially if you guys remember the uh, first game, of course, 2008, Beijing, there the cover is Mario and Sonic literally jumping over these hurdles. You, that, that I don't know. It just it seems like a cool cover, or whatnot. But I feel like it, it it's a cool cover made for Mario fans, but for Sonic fans, they're like, hey, come on, that that is 
that is definitely a dream event right there. <laughs> um, yeah. That cannot be real. <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, it's just like, you know, with Mario, Sonic, and a lot of sort of other video games in the same vein, you just sort of got to switch off your logical part of your brain and be like, just accept it however the sort of <laughs> developers decide to put it in i guess yeah yeah i think i think the big thing about it though is that like okay for example again the track running thing you know they slow down sonic to make the gameplay fair right and we we come up with the excuse that sonic is just being slower um to be fair for the others but then that literally means that every time anyone beats sonic it's not a real victory sonic let them win technically and and so like I don't really, I think it's just a gameplay thing. You know, it has nothing to do with whether he let them win or not. But then at the same time, come to the swimming challenges, they still put a life vest on Sonic. Like, okay, so in this game, he still can't swim on his own, right? <laughs> so, like, wait, how how uh, how accurate are we going to uh, make these stats? I don't know. I just think that, like, really, if they, they wanted to, they should have made it more extravagant, included more characters. It would have been more exciting. So uh, jumping on to another topic, and, and sorry, Drew, I mean, this is, uh, this is one topic we, we had to bring on <laughs> uh, because mm. we are comparing uh, apples to apples here. And even though right, for <laughs> us, it might not be as, as, as the same, but the films that both have had, and, and we're not talking like animated films because there are a handful of those two, but the live action ones, Son of the Hedgehog, as you know, had uh, its movie last year. Uh, uh, I guess one of the few movies that was actually in theaters and we, we like to call it one of the top movies of 2020 and not just, you know, being biased, but, you know, we all know last year there wasn't that many movies. So yeah, we, we might have some facts there uh, versus the Super Mario Brothers movie from back in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> oh, legendary, legendary movie. <laughs> you keep telling yourself uh, that. <laughs> uh, it's it's so funny because I, I watched it years afterwards like 1993 that's the year before i was born so i didn't watch it till i don't know early high school or something because i heard about it infamous uh, uh awful video game movie my like, awesome i went to uh, the internet and i downloaded it illegally wasn't going to pay for it and i uh, watched it with a couple of friends and I, I gotta be honest we had an absolute blast watching it it's just so bad and i don't understand uh sort of some of the decisions they made with like making Bowser like just a guy with scales on his arms and just even just uh, I guess like the Boston accents and all that. It just it didn't feel like Mario at all, but it was uh, it was just really funny to watch from like a get your friends together and watch a bad movie. The so, hair, I don't know. The hair, oh, yeah. Bowser's hair. Yeah, it's just Koopa, Koopa's hair. What the heck? Yeah, it's just weird. I haven't watched it in years, but you know, I think I might leave that in in the past so it's yeah definitely not a good movie but you know what i <laughs> i enjoyed it for just like as a stupid movie it's kind of like the room um if you guys have watched the room where it's just like a really bad movie but it's so bad but it's good almost um so that's, that's what i uh, said so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like something like that but the sonic movie that that was really great i think it was um this is just a fantastic sort of a family movie where I think I think the story is a bit sort of you know cut by numbers. Just the fact that it's, you know they go cross country to you know look for something, they eventually find it and all that. But I think it's really quite a sweet movie and how it was put together. But I'm interested to hear from you guys what you guys think about the uh, Sonic movie because as big fans, I'm sure you would have been really excited when it got announced and sort of the the lead up to it. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think about it? 
Oh, oh, I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> so, and and we actually talked a, a bit about the Sonic movie in pre- previous episodes. And I got to say, I was nervous. I, for one, was extremely nervous when I first heard that there was going to be a Sonic movie. Excited, but nervous. And then, yeah. you know, they cast Jim Carrey. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I think that could work. I think that could be good. You know, let's see what happens. And then the first trailer came out. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, and I think I speak for everybody. What was that? You know, it was, it, it was, I, I thought we were going to run into another Super Mario situation, Super Mario Bros situation. And, you know, I, I got to hand it to um, the director for pulling the plug, setting everything back and going, we're going to, we'll be back. We'll, we'll <laughs> let you know what happens. And you know what? Then, then the next trailers came out and I was like, and whoa, I actually listened to fans. And, you know, I was like, okay, I have some hope for this movie. And it was actually the last movie I saw in theaters in 2020. <laughs> so when I saw it, I was like, wow, I actually really enjoyed that movie not just as a sonic fan but just as somebody to go see it it was good it wasn't and i love the acting i i thought the characters were great i thought the story was great they really did a great job is it perfect no but it's actually good and it opens the doors so well to move things forward for franchise in an organic way not just a forced kind of way which kind of makes me go Yes, I like that a lot, right? Tails showing up at the very end kind of mm. sets up this kind of mystery like what what not what's not too late. What, what, what? You know, it's it's interesting kind of what how this will all play out, but I love the movie, right? And if you compare the two, clearly from an execution standpoint and from just an overall understanding of the fan base and you know, the subject matter, I have to, I have to give it to um, Fowler and, you know, the team at Paramount for doing that, for putting, for really taking time to consider that. And to the actors who did a fantastic job and Jim Carrey. Wow. I mean, wow. It was just really good. But then you look back to 1993 when the Super Mario Bros movie came out and it's just like, huh? Huh? Hmm. So I, I, I must say, um, very, very well done that movie. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you really liked it because yeah, even as someone who isn't like, you know, the biggest Sonic fan or anything, I I really enjoyed the movie too. I went with a mate and, um, he brought his, uh, four-year-old daughter at the time and she, she absolutely loved it as well. And it was just like really nice to see. And, uh, it was a, it was a good excuse too to sort of, (laughs) <laughs> to go there and <laughs> be like, yeah, 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 we're taking, we're taking a, you know, my mate's a daughter to go and watch the movie. It was like, we actually want to watch it ourselves. <laughs> right. That's exactly yeah. what you do when you have kids. I took all four of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's going to be interesting to compare it to the, uh, I guess the, the Mario Bros movie that will be coming out made by Illumination, how it's going to be all sort of uh, animated rather than, live action so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes with uh, the sort of the modern day movie comparisons you know and i was also going to say this to mm. 
the defense of my Mario friend. Wow. You can't <laughs> compare a movie from 1993 to a movie from 2020, right? Yeah. In 1993, they were coming out with all of these video game movies. They were searching for properties and they were taking a lot of liberties as you know, we talked about kind of the aesthetic and what, you know, they look like and whatnot. They were taking a lot of liberties and was, and they did not have the technology. They didn't have the, you know, the attention to detail. I think that exists today. I will give the movie, um, the super Mario, you know, brothers movie, this though, you know, they, they did try with like the bombs and you know, this, that, and the other, but, what was that with a Goomba? That yeah, was a Goomba. Goomba. What is that? That's not a Goomba. And, you know, I'm like, you know, so I think that, you know, for anybody out there who goes, well, Sonic, the Sonic movie is better than Super Mario Bros. movie. You can't compare the two. Let's look at what they're going to be moving towards and doing, you know, around this time frame as opposed to back then, because there are movies that have been remade today that have been so much better than the ones that came out in the 90s. Uh, the, the video game industry is just in such a different place these days too. Like back in the 90s, like games aren't what they are today where I think it's only been in the last like five years or so where video games are starting to really be uh, respected alongside movies and um, music. So uh, back then they've just been looking for IP to sort of, you know, churn out and put out. Whereas I think... Um, especially now with uh, what Nintendo went through with the Mario Bros movie, they're going to be uh, working a lot more closely with Illumination to sort of put out a, a better movie that better represents the, the franchise and gives it a right. bit, bit more of a kickoff. Well, and I also think that the Sonic movie has set a precedence now that kind of shows that you can actually do a good movie on a video game property with cgi and actually make it work right they they got the whole picture truth be told i'm really excited to see what's going to happen with the the mario movie to see kind of what they do i think a lot of people were kind of Mm. especially with video game ip and (laughs) movies were kind of waiting to see what's going to happen because this this could open up doors for other properties such as Spyro, such as, you know, uh, anything else that may exist. And, you know, truthfully, I think that we will start seeing a lot more of that. And there are rumors of other things happening. So I I am excited because, you know, just like Mario has opened doors in some ways for Sonic, Sonic is opening doors for Mario. So that's something that we have to look at. There's this other aspect that's not just the competition part, but you want there to be competition, just like in business, because it helps innovate and move brands forward in such a way. So it's good to see that. So I just wanted to leave that there. Yeah. yeah I would also add, if you want to add movies, I mean, the Pokemon movie came out a couple of months before the Sonic one. That one was another really well executed mm-hmm. one. And so good. It's yeah. It's only going to get better from there. And I'm glad, you know, that those two movies when they came out or, I should say right before they came out, I was like, if these movies are bad, this could ruin it for video game movies, right? Like no one is going to ever want to make another one. And so you're right. I think they are going to open the path 
some more games creating their own movies. I think it would be nice to see Mario have his own movie that is similar to Sonic's, like not just animated uh, and, and, you know, done differently. I think it has a lot of potential and, and they could really do uh, something good there. And then we could yeah. look back and actually compare Sonic 2020 versus Mario 2024, right? Like actually look <laughs> at, at projects like that and, and not, not have to look back to 93, compare it at all because... Those Goombas, I was actually watching a clip earlier. I, I had no idea they were dinosaurs. Uh, I don't know, maybe right. uh, maybe I was looking at Goombas wrong this whole time, but uh, apparently they made them seem like they were these little dinosaurs with like a really small head and like a big body. It They looked weird. It did not look like they were. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, ha- and I, I have to say the Pokemon movie was really good. And having both of those back to back, like you were saying, Luis, I, I really am excited because you know what? You know what I'm most excited about? Seeing Bowser on the big screen. That's what I'm waiting to see. However, they execute that, <laughs> they got to do it right. I'm well for the new one, right? Yeah, for the new one. Mm-hmm. We've seen them on the big screen at least once. Oh, wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anime was no for real because he's going to, if it's Illumination mm-hmm. doing it, you can picture like the way, uh, like the style that you normally see in like Despicable Me. Or, and then, you know, they're the ones who did the animated Grinch movie. I can feel like that the animated Mario movie is probably going to look a lot like how they look in the games. And I mean, that's my guess. Anyways, we haven't seen any pictures to see if they've changed up anything, but I would imagine so because the way they looked in Wreck-It Ralph was pretty spot on. And I don't see why they would change it unless they want to make uh, make it worse. But and, and it's kind of like what you were saying, too, the, how you can't really compare uh, the, the, the uh, 1993 movie to 2020. And um, what I was thinking was about how Sonic had concepts for movies back in the late 90s, early 90s. And if you've ever read the descriptions of what that was going to be like, it very well could have been in another Super Mario Brothers. They're talking about Sonic coming out of the TV and then like uh, joining on some adventure with his kid friend or whatever and wacky stuff happening around the live action world. And I'm like, the CGI would not have worked for either series back then. Now they can do animated I would say or live action, but I don't think a modern live action Mario movie would work very well either just because they're they're human, but they're very cartoony human. So uh, I don't know about that. I'm fine with the 93 movie because the fact that I saw it first and well, I'm going to go agree with what Drew said. Drew said that it was so bad. It was, so, it was good to watch, but I only watched it for one reason, one reason only. To see one of my favorite comedians in it, John Luigiamo. Y'all know yeah. he was playing Luigi. He kind of made the movie funny for me. But then I saw the kit of the, the Goombas, and and there were some scenes in that movie that kind of made my stomach a little upset. Like seeing King, the King of the Mushroom Kingdom King, in that little nasty cocoon thing. I was like, okay, nope, nope, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But either way, it was it was bad enough to be good. And like 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 I don't think back on he said you can't compare something that came back out in the ninth in the nineties to something that came out in the in the two thousands because you have editing skills in the in the two thousands and the twenties that can't compare to what was out in the nineteen sixties. Not I mean nineteen nineties. Excuse me, I jumped a whole. It feels back. like that though. It feels <laughs> like that. <laughs> 
I took a whole millennium back. But yeah, it, but then, but see, for Sonic, in, when it came out in, in February of 2020, okay, this is what I pictured for Sonic being coming out in 2020. It's like, okay, you know Sonic has not had a game in a minute since Sonic 4. He hasn't had a game. Well, it's kind of for Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania, he hasn't had a game since Sonic Mania. And there's a lot of people that don't know about Sonic or his fan base. When this movie came out and the people went to go see it and it made the box office rates and, and money go up so much, I said, okay, this is a new start for Sonic because you got younger kids, a whole new generation finna jump into the Sonic fan base. I'm like, cool, now, now all I gotta do is like, okay, go back, go back like to Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, remix those games, redo them again, bring them back out, and then the fan base will start growing again. Because I think the fan base is stuck with just us and the people that's already <laughs> knew about Sonic. Because mm. there's nobody new coming in, I don't think. Yeah, and yeah. The, the new movie would definitely help with that too. And like, as far as I'm aware, like Sonic's been killing it on the cartoon sort of front as well. So I think Sonic definitely has the sort of the like the the multimedia side of it down a lot better than Nintendo does. Nintendo, they've only recently sort of come around to it within the last three years and deciding to do like Super Nintendo World, like the theme park and putting the the movie into production and stuff. So they're just sort of coming around to that side now where Sonic's had, you know, just not just the movie that's came out, but the cartoons and everything going along with it and the the comic as well. The comic's been pretty good. I've read a few episodes, a few issues, really enjoyed them. So, you know, I think Sonic, you know, definitely has it hands down as far as like a, the stuff outside of the video games guy yeah he's definitely done uh, just a lot of different things and and whatnot and and i think maybe some ventures right that mario hasn't really dove into like you were saying the comic books is definitely one mm-hmm. of those right we haven't seen a mario unless there's maybe some like indie comic book series out there that i'm not aware of but that there are things that that the series has you know just dived into it might might be you know dating back to to the days when they were fighting head to head and people at Sega were just trying to find out different ways that they can incorporate Sonic into like other things that maybe Mario wasn't in and just to increase more of that awareness of the character itself and in different arenas. And so with that being said, actually, that's a really good segue to our next topic, which is uh, talking about our favorite uh, Mario and Sonic cameos. And when we talk about cameos, we mean, uh, maybe cameos done in other video games, TV shows, commercials, movies, etc. Uh, and so, Drew, what, what what is your favorite or favorite couple of uh, Mario cameos that, that you've seen? Uh, Mario cameos? I don't, I can't think of too many cameos outside of Nintendo games that I've like really enjoyed. Um, but if you don't mind, I might go to my Sonic ones to start off with because that's the one I can think of straight away. And I think. Maybe anyone who might know me, it's, it's pretty obvious. I'm a huge Super Smash Bros. fan. So when Sonic got announced for Super Smash Bros. Brawl, that was such a massive thing. I think uh, the Olympic Games were one thing. I was like, wow, they're doing a game together. But having it in like a, a really important Nintendo franchise was really exciting. And uh, e- even from the point of being able to use Sonic in there, uh, Sonic was one of my best characters there for a long time, just for how fast he was and with his spring jump you could like just jump up and do his upwards kick which was really great i'm just knocking people outside of the stage and all that so i really enjoyed that and uh with his like super smash attack being able to turn and 
turn into like a, I guess a supersonic and go around and smash everyone off the stage. That was a lot of fun too. So that's definitely my favorite um, Sonic cameo. But uh, as far as Mario goes, like Mario is just in so many of his own, um, I guess, cameos within just different genres that Nintendo makes. So whether it's RPGs, the platformers, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, I think Nintendo's pretty much got Mario covered <laughs> in their own stuff. But uh, but yeah. But um, as far as Sonic goes, Super Smash Bros. I absolutely love him in Super Smash Bros. And he stayed in the series ever since. He's never left. He stayed there. Sega's been nice enough to, to keep him in the in the series. So really do definitely appreciate that. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, I guess uh, some of my favorite cameos. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Definitely when they got announced as being in uh, Super Smash Brothers, it, people were really happy, especially those really hardcore, we don't like Mario at all. It's all about Sonic fans that really wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> to have some fighting uh moments that were outside of just olympic rules and all that um yeah it's the one game it? where you can finally actually like fight each other and smash one another <laughs> oh yeah yeah with no rules uh depending what settings of course you set right uh you can yeah <laughs> you can have really no rules uh in uh, smash brothers what, what about you houston what are some of your favorite cameos <laughs> so i think um when we're talking about cameos i did like seeing um, Bowser and Robotnik in the Rocket Ralph movies. And, you know, I thought those were really fun. But I got to agree with Drew. Super Smash Brothers. That, what an epic, epic game that is on so many levels. And now that we have Sonic, Mario, we have, you know, our, our people in there. I think I think that's just so cool. And what I think would have been would could potentially be really cool is a proposed cameo is having maybe in the sequel to the Sonic movie, Sonic playing the Mario video game. That might be actually kind of funny to see. Right. <laughs> right. I think that would actually be kind of hilarious, but you know, I, I, I think that really um, there, there's a lot of really fun ones that have happened like here and there, but smash bros. Yeah, I can't. You can't really beat. beat that. Yeah, it's hard to go past, isn't it? It's like one of the biggest crossovers of all time. So it's like, hmm, yeah, it's hard to overlook. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, awesome. What about you, Shalise? What are some of your uh, favorite cameos? Uh, for me, like you, I, I'm going everybody with Smash Brothers cameo. But I mean, I still remember like you just playing brawl. I mean, you you going through adventure mode. Everything looks dim, looks grim. You can't, you can't beat this giant guy in the sky. And all of a sudden, you see this blue sphere shooting off his wings and everything. Like, oh, what's that? Who was that? Who came to rescue us? And boom, it's my boy Sonic. I was like, hey, what's up? Oh, it's Sonic. I was like, so geeked to see him. I was like, oh, it's going to get epic in this game now. But then you saw him in. Wreck it Ralph one and two. And I had his had our beloved Roger Craig Smith voice with him. Oh, Roger's gonna be missed. We miss Roger. Oh. But anyway, yeah, I love my my Sonic cameo, but I can't think of no Mario cameos. I've never seen him in anything outside of a game. I, I could tell you Sonic cameos, but Mario, not so much. <laughs> so uh, as far as I go, uh, you know, if, if I think about cameos for Mario. Uh, I would have to say, I don't know how many of you remember the Mike Tyson punch-out game. 
you know, he's obviously not wearing his usual outfit, but you know, you could see the hat, the mustache. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I mean, Mario of, of all people, he's the one who's the referee of you know Mike Tyson against all these fighters and and all that. Um, but that that was interesting. I mean, for its time to to see uh, <laughs> to see him there was uh, something else. But then, as far as that goes, that, that that's one of the few ones I know. Mario's been in other things. I, I believe he was in a NBA Street game of of all things, which I was like, okay. I mean, Mario's kind of short, but uh, all right. I guess if he's in the <laughs> Olympics, then. Let's have him play basketball too. And then Sonic wise, uh, you know, of course you guys mentioned it already. Super Smash Brothers is uh, definitely uh, one of the top probably cameos out there. But if I could think of other ones that I uh, particularly enjoyed, um, there was the uh, game Samba de Amigo, uh, which was released for mm. Dreamcast and then later on uh, released for Wii. I actually didn't play the Dreamcast version, played the Wii version. It was actually a really cool game with the Wii modes and really good for working out if you just want to work out to some really yeah. cool songs. And and there were a couple of songs that had uh, Sonic there in, in the background with the Green Hill Zone. Really interesting. I mean, you're working out, you're seeing your favorite character on the screen. I mean, it's it was something really uh, cool. And then Lego Dimensions came out a couple of years ago, and one of the packs was actually the Sonic level pack. And you were able to get the little uh, Sonic Lego figures too and and... That was really cool, especially for all those of you who played Lego Dimensions, being able to put your character on that little uh, stage of some sort and your character appearing on the screen. It, it was a really neat little uh, function that they included there. And, and it, was, it was really cool um, seeing him there. And then, of course, recently with the Wreck-It Ralph movies, that was, that was something cool, too, especially uh, because, as Houston mentioned, Bowser's in that movie, too. And so, you know, we saw a little bit of a crossover there in between and, and sonic has uh, some lines that he actually speaks to uh ralph too and and that, that was uh, uh something else to hear him say some really interesting uh lines there too so all in all i mean it's i know sonic's probably been on a lot more cameos than mario but then it goes back again to the fact that sonic has been you know immersed in like we said with comics and uh tv shows or a lot more tv shows and and other things that I think he sees around more uh, other uh, popular media. And that that's probably one of the reasons why we, we see him in much more cameos there as well. So our uh, next topic is uh, really on our thoughts on a potential uh, Sonic and Mario game that is not an Olympic game, not a Smash Brothers game, but a full-on adventure game with both of them, uh, you know, in their platforms. Who knows what the story would be, but... What are your thoughts, Drew, on, on this uh, happening one day? And like, do you think it would be great? Or do you think let's maybe not go that route because both characters might end up uh, having a backlash based on the game? <laughs> no, I think I think it would be pretty fun. Um, what comes to mind immediately is just like an RPG type game. There's been um, a Sonic RPG that was produced by Bioware and obviously... Um, Mario's had a lot of RPGs in the past too, like Mario and Luigi Partners in Time and sort of that RPG series, the Paper Mario series. And uh, especially on the Mario side, I can't say so much on the um, the Sonic RPG. I hadn't got around to playing that on DS, but um, the writing for the, the Mario RPGs has always been fantastic. That's one of the strongest points of those games. Well, the battle mechanics, they change each time, but you always know you're going to get a fun story with just wacky characters and um, all of that. So I think that sort of mixed with the Sonic universe could be really, really cool. Um, and I think sort of, you know, their animation styles and all that fits together really well. So 
Um, I think that'd be pretty fun to see how they both interact with one another, whether they sort of write in uh, some like conflict between the two. Maybe they still have a bit of a rivalry to sort of get out of them and they're sort of like they have to team up, but you know, they're a bit you know, redundant to or reluctant to sort of uh, work together or whatever. It'd be interesting to see how uh, sort of that dynamic can get together and, because you don't really get that side of the things with um, the Olympic Games. You, you've got them together. You see how they sort of physically match up and all of that. And as we discussed before, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> make much sense with the, the running and the jumping and all of that because we know Sonic's you know, made, for, made for running. So that doesn't necessarily mean, but you could have certain sections of the game where Sonic's got to uh, um, run real fast to catch up to, a, I don't know, a speeding train or a car or something to progress the story or whatever, then there could be another section where Mario has the advantage with his his jump or some ability, a fire flower needs to set fire to a, a bush, I don't know, to get past it. I've I got no idea really. So we're just thinking of this off the fly, but I think uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. And I'll be all about that, seeing sort of how they sort of make those characters sort of uh, work together. Because uh, there, there was an RPG on 3DS. Um, it was the Mario RPG, but they crossed it with the Paper Mario series. So you had Paper Mario and sort of normal Mario uh, working together. And that game sort of had the same type of thing where, you know, Paper Mario can slip through small cracks and all of that. And it's just it just made you sort of think about, you know, what character can do what. And I think that would fit really well for these two franchises. So that's what I'd love to see. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know when we're going to get another sort of um, Mario RPG that... The, uh, the team that did that got shut down, unfortunately. They went bankrupt, so we what? don't know whether they'll actually uh, be able to make another one. So we'll see who would actually make this type of game if it was to be a thing, but that is personally what I'd love to see rather than like another sports game or another sort of collaboration like that, natural like in-depth story game where we can really see what these characters um, have to offer one another. I got to say, I, I I really like that concept. I like that idea, and I... I think if they're going to do it, it's got to be done right. Yeah. Like we've talked about, right? Execution is extremely important, but content, story, gameplay, there's so much that goes into that that has to be executed correctly. And truthfully, it would be cool to see Sonic, you know, uh, you know, with the fireballs and whatnot, and he's seeing, uh, Mario running super fast in speed shoes and whatnot. I think that those are, those are concepts that could be really, really cool to see if they were to do it. it, I I would love to see things like that incorporated into it. So honestly, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. And, you know, I I think that there are a lot of people out, out there who would go, no, that would never work. It would never work because you know, there are two separate things and, you know, Sonic's better, Mario's better, blah, blah, blah. Really, at the end of the day, it's, it, I look at it this way, right? They're able to bring together all these other, you know, shows and creatures and, you know, media and properties. I mean, if anybody just saw WandaVision, I'm not even going to go farther into that. But you know what I mean? Like, they're able to do so much. And... I could see it happening and I could see it happening. Well, I could, as long as it's done correctly and handled by those who are going to handle that correctly. And they, I got to say, we're seeing really good teams building up for the brand management of Sonic and for um, Mario. 
I mean, look at the new theme park, right? The Super Nintendo theme park that opened in that's opening in Japan. I'm going to be there in November. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, very excited to go and experience that with my son, but um, we, um, you know, I, I think that there's definitely a lot of opportunity there to see a really cool game play out and see, you know, who would be the villain Bowser, maybe, maybe Bowser and Robotnik, maybe something else entirely, but it'd be really cool to speculate on that. But what do you think, Shalise? It's funny that you say uh, say that because even though we haven't watched it yet in our podcast, we plan on watching it. There is something that they can premise that game off of. It's a little fan. It's a little fan uh, artwork called Super Mario Brothers Z, and they can actually take that and premise a whole game off of that. I'm not gonna ruin it for nobody because I don't want to spoil it for anything. But like, I really want y'all to sit down and watch and see it, but. The way it's laid out, Sonic ends up in Mario's world because of the Chaos Emerald. And another bad person, I'm not going to spoil it, ends up there because of the Chaos Emerald too. And it's a whole battle and brawl for the Chaos Emeralds and stuff. Just once, I, once we start watching it, you guys are going to be like, what? That would make a good game because they actually do use the sprites from the RPG games of Mario and Sonic. They use the uh, sprites from uh, I think it's Sonic Battle, and I use the sprites from I think that's RPG Mario versus Bowser. Bowser's Inside Story or something like that. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, they use those sprites in the animation, and it's like I'm like heck. <laughs> Even though it's a it's a fan animation, that could be a good game. Yeah. If y'all check it out, you know, for y'all free time, just look it up. Super Mario Brothers Z. Trust me, it's real worth to watch. Yeah, we'll have to definitely check that out. Um, yeah, because I I think personally it it would be really challenging to to do a story between both characters and and just because of the nature of how different they are, um, and I certainly hope they prove me wrong. But I just think uh, there's a high likelihood if they do something, it I just feel like it maybe might not be done as right. But again, I hope they prove me wrong. I'll definitely be buying it, uh, regardless to give my <laughs> own thoughts if that ever does happen. But I don't know. I'd, I'd have to really see how how that would work because both characters. I think I think it would be really hard for both to have like equal screen time, maybe equal levels. I feel like one of both series would probably feel left out at some point, right? And we know the the big super fans would probably be looking at every single detail, and one would probably be arguing, "Oh, well, uh, Mario got more screen time, or look, Mario got more levels, or he got the final boss battle," uh, which I would assume they would probably work together in that final boss battle in one way or another. But you know, I think there would always be situations, right, where where they would probably argue that something wasn't done right, or maybe uh, uh, Nintendo favored more Mario, which I'm assuming Nintendo would probably be the one spearheading that because it would probably be a on Nintendo only consoles, not any on any other console, of course. And so I think it would be really challenging. And, you know, we, we've seen them already actually, you know, be in, in same games with, again, with Smash Brothers and Olympics. So they do have that interactivity already established. I guess it wouldn't be as, as crazy, right, to see the game. Uh, and so I, I guess on that end, they already have that and we've seen them already there. And so it might happen. I mean, let's give it a couple of years. I, I think it could be something that they do, but let, let's see how how equal it is, right, to both 
fan bases and how happy both are. I mean, if both are really happy, then we might just be seeing one of the best video games ever made on a Nintendo console, potentially, if if that ends up being the case. And and I guess a really epic storyline too. And we'll see. I mean, it would be interesting. But I think the odds of maybe seeing that are probably the odds of us seeing uh, Marvel and DC kind of doing a movie together, which I know they've done comic books, but you know we would all like to see that, yeah. And would it be done right? Uh, who knows, right? Um, but well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, what the future has in store for us for that. Onwards to the next topic of one game only, guys, too. So let's choose our best Sega non-Sonic game and then our also our best uh, Nintendo non-Mario game. So looking more at just overall the publishers and what other games they've had to offer. But let's only try and just choose one, putting our favorite characters aside. What would you say, uh, Drew, is your favorite uh, uh, best uh, Nintendo non-Mario game uh, that they've released? Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild came out almost four years ago. And ever since, it's sort of just sort of reimagined the series. The series, Legend of Zelda series was stagnant there for a few years. And while it was still great, you know, we are sort of, you know, getting sick, sick of the formula a little bit. But with Breath of the Wild, it just opened it right up. And the sense of discovery in that game is for me at least just unrivaled in just going out into an open world and discovering every little secret that it has to offer. Um, just absolutely phenomenal game. So definitely one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, yeah, I'll, I would have to say that that comes to my mind straight away, but obviously there's a, there's a lot of Nintendo games that aren't Mario, which are near and dear to my heart, but uh, yeah, I'll stick with that one. Oh yeah. A really good choice. That's the first game I got on the switch and, it's amazing the level of detail they put into that game and whatnot. Yeah, amazing. Um, what about you, Houston? What's your best uh, Sega non-Sonic game? Nights into Dreams. For anyone who does not know what that is, stop listening and go play. No, <laughs> Nights, Nights into Dreams was actually a launch game for Sega Saturn way back when and i see shalice just shaking her head like she knows exactly what i'm talking about and again this is one of those scenarios where i fell in love with this game going to a store as a kid and playing the demo in the you know in the target video game or toys r us game aisles and whatnot and that game is just so much fun and i thoroughly enjoyed it I would have loved to have seen that grow much more, but you know, yeah, I, I still keep it as a fond memory of Sega Saturn, which I never owned a Sega Saturn and very sad. I didn't. And if anybody has one and they're willing to spare, I will give you my address in the comments below. But um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think that that's a, a great one, but what about you, Shalice? Okay. One of my favorite Sega non-sonic games. I have to go with Bayonetta. I love Ooh. Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <that was> <laughs> I think I know what that was for. Drew likes it too. <laughs> Who doesn't like Bayonetta for the oh, uh, loser that Drew likes it? But I like it because of the fight mechanic. Because Bayonetta, she can kick tail. And all her weapons and everything, Bayonetta was. Absolutely well done. And Sega recently broke my heart. They told us to give up on our dream with Bayonetta 3. 
that they don't do it. Oh, I'm so sorry, Shalise. If oh I could give God. you a hanky, I would. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> but that's my favorite Sega non-Sonic game. Bayonetta 1 and 2. Love them both. Still playing to the very day. Yeah, awesome. Bayonetta is really, really good. I I really, really like them. When uh, when it came out on Wii U, Bayonetta 2, and it's just like a phenomenal game. I, I haven't, I never got to the end, but uh, what, what I did play, I really did enjoy. <laughs> that's Luis. cool. What about you? My favorite one is not as adventure as as all you <laughs> obvious favorite one not for Sega, but I, I definitely have to pick this one because when I when I got the GameCube, I actually owned uh, both of these games and really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed their different uh, levels, and that's Super Monkey Ball. Um, <laughs> really interesting game. I mean, it, yeah, it's true. It's just a couple of monkeys and, and just a ball, and you're trying to like you know complete all these like puzzles and and just balance out and you know try to make it to the finish line and whatnot but it was a really cool game you know to play as a family right you have multiple people that want to play a game and and you maybe don't have a super mario party at the time which i never actually owned any of them (laughs) and so i had this game i had both of them like i said that came out for the gamecube and really enjoyed it and really cool music too that came with it um and and I think it's one of those games that they they released other ones. I think uh, uh, in the past uh, ten years they've had other games too, but uh, it doesn't get I think the credit it deserves. I think as as a you know little party uh, multiplayer game, uh, and it's it's definitely a really good play for anyone who hasn't played it and still hasn't GameCube. Uh, highly recommend that as a as a great multiplayer game there by Sega. Yeah, definitely. I I really like Super Monkey Ball as well, and I remember. Um... The Wii iteration, I think it's Banana Blitz on the Wii, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. With the even the motion controls, it was a lot of fun. Sort of controlling the stages, tilting them around, and um, there's one that recently came out on Switch. I think it might have actually been a remake of the original, of the first one on the GameCube. And yeah, no, lot, lots of fun. I definitely agree with that pick. I think that's a, a really fun franchise. Yeah, actually, I haven't got that one yet too, which I, I probably should get. I know there were rumors, and I, I think it is true that. Sonic the Hedgehog is actually a playable character in that one. Uh, I'll have to see if that's true, but I think I heard somewhere that it, it was. So that yeah, that definitely is a, a game that anyone who hasn't played it should go out and 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 get if you're gonna be having a a party with other people or just playing games uh, with other people. This is our last uh, Sonic related, Sonic and Mario related topic. And that is, uh, if we could name one, and I know there's a couple of them for both, but let's just try to stick to one. Bill, uh, and from either Sonic or Mario, who could easily be in the other game, who would that be and why? So let's get started with you, Drew. Who, who would you pick? as? Uh, who are you going to drop uh, in the Sonic universe from Mario, Bill and Wise? I, I don't want to say Bowser. I think that's too much of a cliche answer. Um, I really one character that comes to mind is a fawful from the the original, not the original Mario RPG, but the original Mario and Luigi RPG. It was basically like the the king of the the Bean Kingdom. This was like a really ridiculous uh, sort of villain. Um, I'll probably drop him in there just uh, to see what he says. If anything, I don't know if he would do too much damage or whatever. But he's just such a ridiculous character, and he had um just Mario Luigi. Bowser, Peach, he had them all at the tip of his at the tip of his fingertips, and I think it'd be pretty funny to see him in the Sonic universe. See what he does. Yeah, that that would be 
interesting how, how that would would work out and how how easy right it would be for for Sonic to to fight against him. Uh, who would you think, Houston? Who who, who do you want to take to the Mario uh, to the Mushroom Kingdom from Sonic villainy? Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, Metal Sonic, and I have a reason for it. And my reason is, imagine a crossover game, whole right where Metal Sonic was posing as Sonic, causing all kinds of issues in the Mushroom Kingdom. And uh, basically, Mario thought it was Sonic and starts going after Sonic. Kind of like in Super Mario Sunshine when Bowser Bowser Jr. was pretending to be the um, evil dark Mario and kind of something similar to that might be kind of fun. So I would say Metal Sonic. What about you, Shalise? Hmm, a villain I would take from the Sonic Universe to the Mushroom Kingdom. Hmm, ooh, that's a doozy for me to think of, because I don't want to, I mean, in all the Mario games, I've been Bowser behind everything that Mario's fought, and it's always to either grab him by the tail and throw him into a bomb, or get an axe to cut the chain and make him fall into the lava. Gee whiz, because some of Sonic's villains are kind of on the gnarly side. Hmm, I guess I would say... Shadow from Sonic and the Black Knight, the Lancelot version. Maybe he stands chance against uh, Shadow the Hedgehog with a sword. Maybe. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> this is so hard. So I'm like, I'm just sitting here thinking about all the the villains that Sonic has fought throughout time. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Could Mario actually beat him? <laughs> Could he? Because, <laughs> I mean, it took Super Sonic to beat most of them. like, so I had to think non-supersonic. So yeah, I'm gonna say Lancelot maybe from Sonic and the Black Knight. Yeah, I'll stick with that. Yeah. Go <laughs> to Louis. <laughs> no, I, I I think we've had this uh, conversation before, right? That a lot of the Sonic villains are like might like pose a challenge to Mario just because of their uh, you know uh, gameplay dynamics and just how Sonic is able to beat them. And 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 this was a challenging one. I have to admit to even just thinking myself and and I know we're putting Doctor Eggman aside, like just as Drew put Bowser aside. Those are those are really the easy ones to just say, oh yeah, just put the main one. Uh, you know, I would probably put uh, Chaos and not Chaos in his perfect version, of course, <laughs> because that would be overwhelming for Mario. But Chaos and any <laughs> of his other versions, uh, maybe Chaos Zero, uh, just to maybe make it a little bit more. Uh, uh, even for Mario, and and that could work, right? I mean, he could just jump and just land on top of a uh, chaos, and that's that's his way of beating chaos, just like Sonic just had to uh, just hover and just you know be uh, chaos zero. So that that is probably the one I would put. But I was thinking about Metal Sonic, just as uh, uh, Houston was thinking about him, and more so Houston. I, I I was thinking more about him, and I thought you were gonna say this when you mentioned him. Uh, because as we know, Mario has a metal version of himself too. So, hey, Metal Mario against Metal Sonic. Let's see that happen. And maybe, hint, hint, Smash Brothers, maybe we should make that happen. Let's get Metal Sonic in that game so we can have this like metal face off. Uh, I think that would be really interesting if, you know, Metal Sonic maybe were one too. But since you already picked him, you know, I'd have to go with. Uh, chaos uh zero or, or at least chaos one two uh, at the most probably but let's not go too far there because it, it's going to get more challenging <laughs> awesome. as long as mario can sort of jump on their head uh he, he'll have it he'll have a, a chance maybe 
just they got to be slow enough so he can actually like line up the jump, jump on the head, make sure he can do it three times, and then he'll be all right. Now, <laughs> now, let me let me just put this out there, right? A Mario villain, well, villain that maybe Sonic can go up against Koopa the Quick. Oh. <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> right i would love to see that that would be funny i love how slow he is too oh. <laughs> it's of mario 64 yeah oh yeah or oh, the guy from super mario sunshine yeah oh. no yeah oh yeah or those golden bunnies from um mario 64 and the castle those things were freaking hard to catch things. i do too <laughs> 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 or you remember uh the penguin from mario 64 right that mario has to rescue imagine sonic would rescue that penguin like nothing and you yeah. won't even have to bother about that no i think i think in those ice levels though sonic would go so fast he'd still be slipping off into the uh you know having to restart all the time because he's just going too fast can't stop and like there are, some of those levels are super dangerous even for mario for Sonic going so fast, he, it would just, I think it would be detrimental. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, we could probably, th- if we were to think about other Sonic villains, uh, if they have a tail, just like Bowser has a tail, then we could just uh, relive the Mario 64 epic Bowser fights, right? Where he like throws him, grabs him from the tail and throws him into one of those spikes. And maybe that could work too. So we'd have to really think about all the villains that have tails in Sonic games and maybe that, there's another potential one there. You could also so, throw Donkey Kong in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Right. I mean, but, you could you could do that easily, right? Smash Brothers. We could see how that goes down. But yeah, that could be. You know, they, they do have that tie, right? Mario and Donkey Kong. So maybe that could happen. I mean, yeah. And Donkey Kong's got that little tiny tail. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> oh my! You could oh my! Wait, I don't think he has a tail. But that's a different story. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, hey, Drew, thank you once again for being here on, on our little special podcast. Uh, really great to have you on. We're going to probably be doing a series of these too, and we hope to have multiple podcasters on at the same time, and we'll have more debates, uh, friendly, of course, uh, on different topics, whatnot. We, we have some ideas that you know we've been uh, throwing around, and, and it's just a matter of getting more podcasters on at the same hour, same time. And, you know, we definitely look forward to that. And also inviting your uh, co-host from your show as well on over on, on the next one we have. But yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no, thank you very much. And it was a, it was a great fun to come on and talk about Sonic and Mario and all that. Something a bit different to what I'm used to. So it was uh, nice having a new experience. Yeah. We and, should get uh, one of us on, the, on one of your podcasts. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, stay tuned for more information about the new Pokemon podcast that we're all going to be doing here together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. something uh, was born from this, and it's getting started in a perfect year too, twenty fifth anniversary. So definitely stick yeah. tuned, and we'll let you know when when that gets uh, started. So. Uh, Thank you, Houston. Thank you, Axe. Shalise uh, had to uh, leave us because she has to work early in the morning. So thank you to Shalise as well. And uh, thank you to you, the listener, for listening to our podcast today. We hope you have a great day or night, wherever you may be listening to us. And we'll catch you next time here on The Hedgehog Zone. Thank you, everyone. Bye.